Whenever I was a kid, I remember being fascinated by the idea of buried treasure. It was actually something that, that often captured my imagination. And I can remember taking a shovel one day and going out into the middle of the yard and just starting to dig it up. And as you can imagine, my parents weren't too happy about me digging a hole right in the middle of our yard. Uh, and so dad was very clever and he had me go and dig in a, in a very discreet spot and ended up being a hole that needed to have dug anyway. And I remember in the process of digging that hole, looking for buried treasure, as a lot of, at least as this little kid was, uh, was interested in doing, that as I was digging this hole, I learned a few things. Number one, Louisiana clay does not give. That is some hard stuff to dig a hole in. That was number one. But number two, I realized that if you would look for buried treasure, if there even is buried treasure, it means that somebody had to go out and bury the treasure. Somebody had to make a decision to go out and hide that treasure, which is why I never found any treasure, because nobody, nobody bothered to hide anything in our, in our backyard. But that was, a, that was kind of a profound moment, that, that recognition that's, that somebody had to go out and find it. And I think that's kind of had a big impact on me in, in my interpretation of today's gospel. In today's gospel, he talks about a man going out and looking for buried treasure. He talks about, Jesus talks about a man going into a field looking to find this treasure. And what is it, how does it break down? I mean, it looks pretty simple, it's pretty typical. Kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field. A person finds it, hides it again. Then out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. It's interesting. Those three lines, all that it contains in it. So how do we break this down? How do we understand it? Well, the person buried, the way we could look at it like this, the person burying the treasure is God the Father. God the Father decided to bury the treasure. And the treasure that he buries isn't gold or jewels or anything like that. It's not minerals or coal or oil. But the treasure that he buries is his son. His son, Jesus Christ. And he buries it into the world. That's what the field is. The field is the world and the son is, is conceived in the womb of a little girl in Galilee. And this whole passage is about salvation. You have the field is the world, the barrier is the father, the treasure is the son, and the person looking for the treasure is you and I. You and I. And so what Jesus does is he looks at this and he invites us into this grueling search. This search for treasure in the world. This search for treasure in our day-to-day -day life. This search for treasure in a, in a life right here. Treasure, he can't be found anywhere else. He can't be found in the sky he can't be found in video games. He can't be found on Facebook or, or Twitter or Instagram. But he can be found in the actual real corporeal world. 
Where do we find him? The answer is easy. But it's an answer that you and I often overlook. It's an answer that people often ignore. But the answer is in the Eucharist. In the Eucharist, in that, in that small, what looks like bread, can be found the person of Jesus Christ. Somebody that lays hidden. Somebody that's not often seen. Somebody that, 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 that is often disrespected. Now, what happens here? A person finds Jesus, then he hides it again. Interesting, why does he hide it? Fascinating. Then something else happens. The man finds the treasure, he hides the treasure, then out of joy, joy, he goes and he sells all that he has and buys that field. What does that mean? Well, somebody has to own this field. Somebody has to own this plot of land. He's going to go and buy it. And the cost of that plot of land is his life. The cost of that plot of land is everything he has. What is it? What is this plot of land? Who owns it? The answer is the devil. My friends, if you do not think that Satan rules the world, I invite you to look at the news. I invite you to go and, and just look at your, 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 your Facebook feed, look at Twitter, look at anything. You'll see that the world is, in fact, a very dark and evil place. And then ultimately, if we're going to make it out alive, we're going to have to give our lives. We're going to have to ultimately die to it and give it everything that it asks for. And that's ultimately what we're looking at. We're looking at what Jesus does. Jesus says, hey, you want this? You want me? Then sell it all. Get rid of it all. But how? How do we sell it all? Well, the blunt reality is we're going to sell it all anyway at some point. You ever heard the phrase, dad bought the farm? Ultimately, the, what that means, at least in, in, in my language, what that means is that somebody, he died. And it's essentially what the message that it, what death really reminds us of is that in death, we're going to lose all that we have anyway. Everything that we have is going to go, go to the wayside anyway. We're not going to be able to take it with us to the graveyard. And so what he does is, ultimately, is he gives us, says an option. Either you can, you can die and it buy you nothing, or you can die and it buy you everything. You choose. It's, your, it's up to you. How do you want to spend your money? And that's kind of the message here. Whenever, whenever it comes time, and really whenever, whenever it comes to money, we have to come to a, a, an understanding of how we're going to use the money that we make. How we're going to use the money that we earn. And to me, the best and the, really the only way to understand it without going completely broke, without just going and giving, you know, giving away all your cash and giving it to the, you know, everything you got to the, to the nearby homeless person. The only way to figure this out, the only way to really explain how to sell all that you have to buy this treasure is to change the way you look at money. And change the way you look at money from instead of something to nourish me, 
realize that money is meant to nourish all around me. It's meant to nourish the church. It's meant to nourish the poor. It's meant to nourish those who surround me. And sometimes in order for us to effectively be good stewards of the church and be good stewards of the poor and be good stewards of our family, we do need to nourish ourselves. Usually that, that is not as much as we think it is. We don't need the latest clothing not line. We don't need the newest iPhone. We don't need, you know, the, the, the finest Ferrari that you can get. You know, it's, these things are not really going to get us closer to the kingdom of heaven. And that's ultimately what Jesus is pointing out. If we want to do this, it's going to be a matter of selling all that we have. But there's something more to this picture. There's something more to this story. Selling all that we have is not meant to be an angry, depressing feat. It's not meant to be a sad task. But instead, it's meant to be something that is motivated by something even more powerful than Catholic guilt. It's called to be motivated by joy joy. And that is recognizing, hey, I give this away. I sacrifice. I live for others because first and foremost, Christ sacrificed for me because Jesus loved me because the treasure found in the field was geared toward me and my salvation, which means that the very least I can do is say thank you by learning to be a good steward with the money that he's given me and by living for others.